Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for over five years and we have three little girls. Are we marriage experts? Parenting experts? Life experts? Perfect in every way? Not even close. But, you know, we do happen to have a microphone and more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. This week we're continuing our series about legacies. We hope that you are encouraged and lifted up after listening. Let's get started. I'm Dan and this is my beautiful wife Bethany and we are woodworker and wife. I'm the woodworker. I am the wife. Last week, we began a new series about legacies, and we'll be discussing how we are striving to build a legacy of marriage that centers on Jesus. That's today. But I think before we dive into that, we should do some reiterating and refreshing from last week. Yes. Like defining what is legacy. So if we look it up in the dictionary... According to Merriam-Webster, legacy is something transmitted or transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor from the past. And the example given in the dictionary was, the war left a legacy of pain and suffering. Alright, so then we went on, how does the Bible define legacy? A search for the word legacy in my Bible app brought up nothing. Zippo. Zilch. Not a... Uh, But I think there are plenty of instances where we can apply godly wisdom, character traits, situational examples to infer and to figure out, you know, this framework of legacy. So there's a lot in the Bible we can use to infer what legacy might mean. Um, Further, the, I think culturally and socially speaking, the typical approach to legacy may involve money or some other physical object especially um, inheritances or things passed down generationally. Yes. Um, You know, the the definition, the Merriam-Webster definition, something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor. So there's something being passed down generationally. Yes. Um, But what we argued last week and would continue to argue is that legacy involves a whole lot more than material things or Mm -hmm. physical things. Yes especially as Christians. So we quoted um, uh, Bill High. He's the CEO of the Signatory uh, Global Christian Foundation. Um, really, I found a website. I Googled it and, and found him that way. I'm being transparent mm-hmm. and honest. Hey, that's what we said to do in our Legacy of Learning. Use Google. Yeah. And so it was, all right, so what does the Bible say about legacy? Um And here's what he had to say about it. He said, quote, Legacy focuses on what will endure. It's about passing on things of lasting value to those who live on after us. Legacy involves living intentionally and aiming to build into the next generations for their success. Instead of having nothing to say on the subject, the Bible informs our idea of legacy as we ask, what is most significant to pass on to future generations, and how should we go about it? So in last week, we talked about legacy of learning. Yes. I think that question he poses, what is most significant to pass on to future generations? Well, one legacy we said was learning. Yes. Right? And how should we go about it? 
about. You should go back and listen to the podcast from last week and find <laughs> out. There you go. Taking the easy way out there. Uh, so what's most significant to pass on to future generations? So as partners, as husband and wife, you know, we've got to figure out what areas in our life are perhaps most important that we want to pass on to our kids and their kids and so on. Sunday school answer? Jesus. Bingo. Long version answer? Coming your way momentarily. Yeah. I was going to say Jesus. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll place that link to that Bill High article uh, in our show notes. It's in last week's show notes as well. Uh, but he also wrote a blog post on his website called Seven Things I'm Learning About Family Legacy. I think there were, uh, well, there were seven things yes. in the title. Um, and I pointed a few of them out last week, and I think two of them that really stick out for this week in terms of the legacy of marriage. The, the legacy of our marriage. Yeah, the yeah. legacy of our marriage. One, you cannot build an enduring family legacy without a spiritual component. Mm-hmm. So, short answer, Jesus. Yes. And then the other one is the greatest wealth is never in money. It's about individual family members achieving their God-given potential and still remaining connected to the large family dynamic. So as a husband and wife team, you know, Beth, we have our individual um, things, but we are, in our marriage, we are to encourage and lift each other up, I think, Mm -hmm. in our individual, um, or to achieve our God-given potential, right? Yes. So... God's calling us to different things ministerially. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, we, we talk about how can we encourage one another. How do we that. encourage and support? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, all that to say, um, our, our goal as individuals, partners, parents is to lead an enduring legacy that's multifaceted and multi generational. So, definitely, the, the multi generational part makes sense. You yes. know, and since that we have three girls yep we hope that one day they get married and have kids yes if that's what god god calls them yep. to do yep um and so however long how many generations that proceeds mm-hmm. you know that's the multi-generational part and then the multifaceted part you know we don't just say oh you know check out our our legacy what is our legacy um we're saying it's multifaceted it's yes there's a component of learning and education mm-hmm. and striving to seek knowledge. Yes. And then uh, this week we're looking at the legacy of our marriage. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into, well, what components make up that, that type of legacy? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so now we're going to uh, switch over and kind of focus on the specific legacy of our marriage. What do we want our marriage to be known for after we're gone? Correct. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, I would say up until, goodness, not even that long ago, a few weeks ago, whenever we decided to do this topic of legacy, uh, the legacy of our marriage was something we had very briefly discussed uh, pre-marriage during that engagement period, mm-hmm. uh, I remember having a conversation in your townhouse 
about wanting to do small groups and wanting to mentor college students or just people who are younger than us who may need a mentor. Um, and that was kind of where it ended. It was just like, yeah, let, we, we want to do that. We want to be open to those things. Um, and it kind of just stayed there. Not that, I mean, we, we've pursued that. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say that it fizzled out. It's just... We didn't talk about it. We didn't talk yeah. about it, and there wasn't any impetus driving it forward at the time. Yes, yeah. I mean, we were, once we got married, we found a church to be a part of. Yes. And we were there for about four years, I think. Yeah. Three, yeah, four three, years three or so. Or four, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, once you're involved in a local Bible-believing church, mm-hmm. and you are able to take part in different ministries you know you start to find your niche and eventually um, you know you start to go down that path I guess yes yeah uh so anyway so yeah we we definitely were pursuing those things I would say more the small groups than the mentoring thing mm-hmm. um I think a lot of times I don't feel adequate to be a mentor at the moment qualified (laughs) qualified yeah um just because a time i don't i don't have much i guess i'm mentoring three small people currently and they take up the majority of my time um and b i there are times where i'm like i feel like i need more life experience sometimes depending on the age of the person anyway Mm -hmm. uh so that i think that's something is it's on the back burner more to come later uh, as far as that goes um so yeah we discussed it briefly in our engagement period and early in our marriage and like beth said really in the last few weeks this past month it's been more at the forefront of our minds mm-hmm. uh, because we wanted to discuss it and, and have it be a topic for you to listen to mm-hmm. um, but legacy is something that's I used to think that legacy was more to do with my family name. Mm-hmm. So before I met Bethany, before we got married, I used to think, you know, I, so I was the first male of my generation born to carry on my last name. Mm-hmm. And from the stories, that was a really big deal. Yes. Because I was the first grandson to carry on the family name. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my generation, and I was born at eleven ten p.m. the day before Father's Day, so I was born right in time for Father's Day, and that mm-hmm. was huge for my dad and for my grandpa, yeah. just celebrating that fatherhood and the possibilities to come. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for the longest time, I thought, "Well, I've got to be able to have a son. I've got to have a son so that I can pass on the legacy of the family yeah. name." You did have that drive for a while. I did, and. You know, that drive kind of got, you know, pushed into, I guess, overdrive to kind of settle it down mm-hmm. once we had Jane. Mm-hmm. And then we had Eleanor. Yep. And at that point, I'm thinking, I may never have a son. Yes. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It, it took me a while to get to that point. It, it, it wasn't right after Jane because I still wanted a son. But, you know, now it's, well, I have all girls. Mm-hmm. And the legacy that I want to pass on to them has nothing to do with my last name. No. 
it has everything to do with who I am in Jesus. Yes. You know, I want them to see my life as a Christian mm-hmm. and how I respond to situations and how we walk in faith and, and walk in obedience. I want them to see our marriage, their mom and dad. Yes. You know, as an example for them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, you know, for me, that's where legacy has shifted. And, uh, you know, as we look at, you know, the, the legacy of our marriage, what do we want it to be known for? How are we going to get there? I think we'll look now at what do we want it to be known for, right? So there are a few goals we've come up with. Yes. And all of them fall under the umbrella of being Christ followers. Yes, all of them fall under that. Knowing Jesus, and and that's the main centralized goal there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would have to say, too, like, as far as, like, quote-unquote, having our marriage known for something, that's, that's not, like... Our goal is not like a worldwide known. We no. want to be known for this, but just known like our girls, yeah, really in our in our family unit of five, and just in the people we meet and interact with. You know what I like, mm-hmm. but really for our girls and 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 whatever uh, capacity wants God wants to use that yeah. in. So it's not like our, you know, our, yeah. First and foremost, our family. Yeah. Secondary would be our sphere of influence, whatever that might be. Yeah, and and whatever God has called us to do. Um, yeah. 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 So that's our number one goal. <laughs> Are we succeeding? It's, it's a good question. I certainly hope so, um, but we definitely have more work to do. I mean, mm-hmm. our marriage is only five years along, which is really not that old. No. Five years. It's gone quick, that's for sure. Um, but uh, we call it the porcelain anniversary. Uh, <laughs> it's a story for another day. But, um, you know, I certainly hope so. Um, we're definitely making strides in different areas, especially as of late. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so there's and there's a couple of areas that we've been um, working at. Initially, we were really... Um, I'd say within what year two, mm-hmm. uh, we started working on hosting small groups in our home, yep. and uh, having people over for meals, and just making sure that uh, we were hospitable. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have always enjoyed having people over to our home. I like to brag on my woodworker husband and be like, "Look at it, this beautiful things he's made mm-hmm. and all the." Um, but beyond that, I just enjoyed having people over and the conversation and, um, allowing people to feel welcome and encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as a teacher, that was something that I was always like, I had an open door, um, for my students. Um, they felt comfortable coming in, sharing however they were feeling or whatever was going on in their life. And I had kids who I didn't even have as students who would come in because their friends had me and they would talk to me about things. Like I didn't even have them as like in as a student in my classroom. But they would come in and I would hear about all sorts of things. Um good, both good and bad. But you know, I just tried to have that welcoming, hospitable environment. Um and that falls into that no judgment encouragement zone. So just making sure, you know, as we welcome people in, you know, know that you're loved and you are loved because Christ loves me and I want to share that with you. Um, Please come in 
please feel welcome, please come. And, um, you know, so it started in my classroom. It spread to our home because that's where um, my job shift changed to from the classroom to our home. And so at that point, I feel like we definitely started having more people over than two, you know. Um, but I would say right now we're in a season where we don't do that. Um, partially because, you you know, if you've listened to our series, our three-part series, what was that called again? Faith. Um, you know, obedience in, in times, times of uncertainty. uncertainty. Yeah. So that's a mouthful. Um, but we've, we've gone through a lot of difficult circumstances lately. And it is hard to look past yourself when those things are happening. Um, and to move past that and, and be like, okay, like we can encourage or help someone else beyond ourselves when, when all of these things are going on. Um, and we're also, you know, we live with my parents. Yeah. It's a full house here. It is. Like it's, it's a full like house. The dinner table is full. The di- <laughs> it maybe, is. Maybe if everybody's home, our- we have to grab an extra chair from another room. Yeah. Um, and so like, it, it just makes it that a little, a little harder. It's, it's more challenging in the sense because one if we're being honest, we feel a little embarrassed. Yeah, there's, about our situation. Yeah, there's that stigma. We live yep. in we live in my parents' basement. Yeah, <laughs> and so there's that stigma that goes with it. Um, I think, and it, and that's my own personal problem. I mean, have we had people over? Yes, I still had friends over. Um, my close not, friends, but yeah, not close friends, but not like, hey, you know, person A and your husband B, do you wanna? Yes. Come over for dinner and hang out and let the kids play. We haven't done that once. No, no, we have not. And, um, yeah, yeah. And I would say it's just also being considerate of the people we live with, too, because they don't necessarily, you know, they went from being empty nesters to being... Everyone's here. Everyone's here. So um, being considerate of them, too, because they're in a different life stage than us. So they don't necessarily want to have five more people here <laughs> in a full house. Yeah. But I think, you know, we certainly miss hosting, you know, people, whether it's hosting a small group or yeah. just, you know, doing family or a uh, couple's date night or yeah, yeah know, over game night place, something or something like that. Because yeah. we would enjoy just having a bonfire in the back deck. Yeah. You know, during the summer, mm-hmm. early fall. Yep. Um, or having friends over and have the fireplace going or, yeah. you know, just something togetherness to build yes. community yeah. and. That's something we definitely long for yep. in our next chapter. Yes. Oh, for sure. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd say hospitality is something that we've um, wanted to strive for. And yep. That we've, we've practiced. We're taking a break. That's definitely going to be a hallmark of our marriage mm-hmm. going forward, too, when the opportunity arises. Um, so something else that I think is, um, it's something we've been, was present, but we're working more towards now is prayer, mm-hmm. a legacy of prayer within our marriage. So I would say, um, I grew up in a household where my parents prayed over each other every morning before my dad left the house. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, if he, um, was just leaving the house or when he started dropping me off at school in the morning uh, would pray over me before I left his car 
And so when we got married, that was something that I wanted in our marriage. And when um, we were both going to school, it was pretty easy. I, I'd say we were pretty on yeah. top of that. Well, we were both heading out about the same time, so. Yeah, so it was just a lot easier. Bye, pray. Yep, hug, pray. Yeah, and, and uh, be on our ways. But then um, I think as had kids and had kids and my schedule is crazy and part of that well my wake up schedule is crazy because we just had lucy i mean just had four months ago but that's very recent Mm -hmm. um you know and that kind of changes like if she has a bad night i'm sleeping in yep i'm not getting up at 5 5 30 to work out do my devos do whatever because if I was up a lot during the night and then I get up in the morning to do those things, I'm going to be a crazy person later because I can't function on that small amount of sleep. So I just turn on the Jesus music all day (laughs) because that helps make up for that. Uh, But anyway, so like um, we have been working on prayer a lot more. So we recently got some books. Yep. Uh, From the Marriage After God podcast with Aaron and Jennifer Smith. Yes. We name-dropped them last week. Yes, we did. Um, and uh, I think I actually heard, they might have mentioned me in their stories or something. Uh, on Instagram. Drop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, really good podcast. We encourage you to check that one out, too. Yes, definitely. It's called Marriage After God. They have uh, several books that they've come out with mm-hmm. at, within their marriage ministry. Yes. So, they've got a book called Marriage After God. Which we're going to be starting soon. Yes, we've got that one on the nightstand. And then they also have spouse-specific devotionals and prayer books. Yes. Um, So I've got uh, like 31 31 prayers for your wife. Yeah, and I have 31 prayers for your husband. Yep, and then there's husband after God. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a devotional. I've been starting to work through that one. And it's a really good one for you guys, uh, for the dudes, if you're listening. Um, it's just it's several Bible verses to go through and read. They're all centered around the point of you know, how marriage is a reflection of Christ's relationship with the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, then going a step further and you know, kind of explaining it in plain English, what the verses represent. And then there's a challenge for that day. And so I mentioned it, I think, last week. Yeah. Um, an impromptu date night, and part of that was a challenge in one of the devotions. Mm-hmm. Um, but through that, and, and there's another book, too, I've read. Um, By Stormy. Stormy something. Yeah. Um, Don't ask me your last Yeah. Name. Not the one that's been in the news for awkward reasons, but... No. Uh, Don't ask name me. name starts with an O, I think, but... Her and her husband are in ministry, um, and she's written a lot of books about, you know, just praying for your spouse. Mm-hmm. And this was one I picked up when the Christian bookstore was closing in town. Yeah. And I picked up two copies, one for me and one for my buddy, and gave it to him. And and he had just gotten married at the time. Yep. And so it was really good. It was just different ways of praying for your, for your wife. I remember that. You know, for encouraging and being there for her and so on and mm-hmm. it's one of those books if I can remember where I put it I'm going to read it again mm-hmm. in the next year I think yeah um, yeah so 
just reading and doing devotions that are geared toward your spouse mm-hmm. um, and just just being prayerful yeah encouraging them lifting them up um, you know what did it say earlier that uh, so with Bill Heights about individual family members achieving their god-given potential mm-hmm. and still remaining connected to the large family dynamic so you know letting our kids see that I think is tying it to the family dynamic because in the you know in the morning when I go to leave and Beth is up and we we hug and we pray over each other one or two of our girls will usually come up <laughs> yeah. and hug and, and hug. say mm-hmm. I hug too mm-hmm. you know and so we include them within that moment yes yeah we do which is good yeah. um I would say too um so we talk about praying for our spouse, praying for our family. Um, I mean, the most immediate family members I pray for besides Dan are uh, mostly difficult parenting situations. <laughs> um, because, you know, lack of sleep plus small children equals... Defeat. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard parenting and... Uh, and not letting your emotions rule you when your sleep is lacking. Mm-hmm. And that's the difficulty of small children is the lack of sleep plus parenting. Um, and and because uh, your emotions can really rule your parenting. You can let your anger get the better of you. You can let the, um, the sadness or the whatever, mostly the anger can really overtake whatever you're trying to accomplish and you and it's it's hard to lead and lean into the holy spirit for patience because it's not like i feel like i've said this before it's not the fruits of bethany it is the fruits of the holy spirit and the holy spirit has the patience that i am lacking because i am lacking because i am a broken creature in this world that we live in and i don't have the patience to deal with my two-year-old who doesn't want to go to bed so now we sing her to bed, which has really made a huge difference um, yep. because it makes my attitude better. Sometimes we sing Jesus songs louder than she fights it. Yes. Yeah. And well, now usually, she doesn't really fight it anymore no. either. Like a couple of weeks of that and she just is like, nope. She listens to the music. She asks for songs now. Um, and not only, it, and songs are just prayers, in my opinion. A lot of times yeah. they're just prayers that are to music. Um, and, you know, not only is she learning those songs, um, but they are um, being washed over her as she goes and falls into sleep. Um, and they... Falling asleep into the arms of God. Yeah, well, and they change my attitude, that's for sure. Like, because you can either, you can choose to get frustrated or I can choose to ask for help. Well, I'm going to ask for help because I would like to have a nice relationship with my two and a half year old instead of having one that's adversarial where I dread going to bed. Like, mm-hmm. like I want her to go to sleep because I need some time away from her, A. But B, like, I don't want to, you know, dread having put her down every night. So, anyway, so that's one of the, you know, situations, um... I feel like most of them revolve around sleep. If I don't get my sleep, I'm a crazy person. You know this, Dan. Mm-hmm. You, like, truly know this. Um, yes. <laughs> but who isn't crazy without sleep? I'm just saying. Anyway, but, like, you know, the other night, Lucy was having a really hard night. I 
I would get up with her and be up with her for an hour before she'd go back to sleep for two hours for me to get up again an hour for an hour. Like that cycle is vicious and it's just very frustrating. And I just had to like, I was crying and I was just like, God, you need to help me here because I, I can't, I can't anymore. Like I am done. I'm at my wit's end. You need to help her sleep because if she doesn't sleep, I just don't know. I don't know. Like I, and it's hard. It's hard because you're also in the dark and you're just like, this thing is crying. Um, and so you just have to pray. There is nothing else. You have mm -hmm. nothing else in your arsenal here. What do I need to do with this kid to help her to sleep? Because I need to sleep too. She needs to sleep or else everybody's grumpy. You know, those yep. difficult parenting situations will force you to pray. Yep. Um, but, uh, I mean, also this year I took on in, I would say, uncomfortable role within my mom group. Um, the, it, my position changed to prayer and care. Um, I am not the most comfortable with leading prayer in, in front of people and leading um, and checking in with people and being on top of um, praying for them. But I was like, you know what? If this is what God is calling me to do, which he was, I went, I'm going to do this. It's not, I'm not in my comfort zone, mm -hmm. but I need to expand my abilities here um, because I need to be okay with praying out loud. I need to, you know, be okay with checking in with people and really being intentional about that. And that's something that I'm doing now. I'm intentional with our leadership group and checking in with them um, and praying for them. I think about them a lot and pray for them a lot during the week, more than I thought I would be. Um, which is interesting because I mostly text them. They're all moms too. So I text them to find out how they're doing. And so like almost every time I open up like a text message, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to pray for so-and-so. Even if I'm not texting them, I open up, that's my automatic response. And so, yeah, it, it's definitely an area where we're trying to grow is prayer. Yeah. Well, you're doing it for your, your mom's group and you've got my men's group and, mm -hmm. uh, through the Tuesday morning group and then I've got the Thursday morning group that I'm leading co-leading mm -hmm. yeah um, and so you know needing to get better at praying for them and knowing mm -hmm. you know be, being there to support them yes and it's a it's a new group the Thursday morning one so I think you know as time goes on will develop those relationships further mm -hmm. and get to that point where yeah. you know, we can, it's not just a, every other, you know, twice a month that we're praying for each other, but mm -hmm. checking in with each other more frequently. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think um, a challenge that's been on my heart too is when someone expresses a need for prayer is like stopping right then and praying for them. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to do it when I get home. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to do it with you and over you. I'm going to pray now. I have a hard time following that prompt. Um, but I need to follow it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we're going to move on. <laughs> we have one more um, yeah, so, legacy we've discussed. Yeah, yeah, so one more goal or... Um aspect that we want our marriage to be known for the legacy of our marriage is that we're dreamers mm -hmm. you know, and we, we've, I don't know if we've talked about this much but um, you know what are our you know, for those of you listening you might think of it as 
well, what is my one-year plan? What is my five-year plan, my 10-year plan? What are the goals or things that I want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And for us, we would call it our dreams. Yeah. And our dreams do change because God will take them and shape them and mold them as time mm-hmm. goes on. But what we've done pretty much each year that we've been married yeah, every is year. we mm-hmm. get, a, it was getting away for one night yes. at a hotel, usually yes. over spring break Yes. when we were teachers and we would just, it was a time for connection, time mm-hmm. for, you know, fellowship with each other and just relaxing, spending quality time, talking, mm-hmm. writing down what are our goals, what's God been putting on our heart, Yeah. Um, some of which we would have already discussed or things that we don't we don't know yet mm-hmm. on an individual basis. But then that gives us a chance to write it out and start to mm-hmm. pray through it. Yeah. How see, can we accomplish this? How yep. can we support each other? Yeah. How is the Holy Spirit guiding us through this? Mm-hmm. Or do we have any inkling yet? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this past year... Now that I'm self-employed and, you know, to some extent make my own schedule, I was intentional about, hey, we're going for two nights. Yes. We're going to make this happen. Well, and small people allow for that, too. I mean, Eleanor was nearly two. Yep. Jane was three. So I I felt like, as a mom, I felt like I could be like, okay, we're going to go for two nights. I'm going to be okay with this. We might have a a struggle with that this time around because Lucy's only going to be like a year old. I have a hard time leaving my one-year-old, let alone, you know, the thought of leaving her right now overnight is terrifying. Um, but, you know, more than that, we'll see what happens. But anyway. Yeah, so, but we would, we'd get away, like I said, and just yeah. discuss our goals, our dreams, things that are coming up. And I guess the goal would be my dream, your dream, our dream. Mm-hmm. You know, so we would sift through that and figure out, all right, what are our individual dreams? What are our individual things that, um, you know, that we can be encouraged by mm-hmm. to achieve our God-given potential? Yes. Right? And then what are our dreams together as a unit? Mm-hmm. You know, what common, what common thread do we have that we want to sow something? It's yes. a terrible <laughs> uh, analogy or metaphor going there. Um, but we would, so we would lean on the Holy Spirit. We encourage one another. Um, we communicate current and future dreams both individually mm-hmm. and together. Mm-hmm. And then we would be prayerful and obedient to God while acting in faith when the time presented itself. Yes. Because um, you can't just, you don't just pray for things and hope that it comes true. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you've got to be able to act in faith. Yes. You know, depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, you know, the Holy Spirit promptings where we listen and we go from there. Um, yeah. So that's like the our current dream yes. as an example would probably be a new living arrangement. Yes. Come spring. A home of our own. A home of our own. Yeah. Yep. 
So whether that be an apartment that we rent mm -hmm. or, you know, we find a house. Yes. Like our goal is a house within 10 minutes of our shop. Yep. Instead That'd of the nice. current half an hour. Yeah, that is rough. That half an hour is, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of, it's an hour every day at yep. least of you not being here. And I like seeing you, and the girls like seeing you, and getting, you know, cutting that down to 20 minutes, so we get to see you 40 more minutes a day. That's a lot more time. Mm -hmm. That adds up quickly. Yep. Um, but yeah, I would say our current dream is a home of our own. Hey, do I pray for someone to just be like, hey, here's a house? You bet I do. Mm -hmm. But, um... Well, I think we've prayed that someone would give us a car. Have we? Well, when I crashed the van... And we didn't know right away what we were going to do. Yeah. You know, or we've talked to, like, oh, someone's just going to give you a truck at some point, and you'll have a truck to use. And it's kind of sort of worked out like that. But Yeah. I mean, you can always pray big. Yeah. I mean, really, pray big. Well, that, that's your mantra. Yeah. You know, pray big. Well, because crazier things have happened. I mean, mm -hmm. really. God can give me a house. He could. He could right now. I mean, for Pete's sake. We entered that one contest where they were giving a house away. I think I've entered more than one. Let's be perfectly honest there. <laughs> but, I mean, really, he could make that happen. He could make Joe Schmo, you know, be like, hey, I have a house. Do you need it? Yeah. Oh, great. Here you go. Like, it mm -hmm. just, God can do that. He's fully capable. If he can create the world we're living on, and he can create the universe, he could hand us a house. He could hand us an apartment. He could hand us something. You but know that's what I mean? like, not to say that we're going to rest on our laurels and just hope that a house comes along. Right? We're going to work our butts off to pay things off and to save up so that we can afford housing mm -hmm. based on the timeline we feel like makes sense to us. Yes. Yeah. But if you have a house and you want to get us <laughs> a house in the Kalamazoo area, you're so funny. You know, then message us and let's talk. But in the meantime, we're not going to wait for that to happen either. Right? We're prayerful, we're praying big things, it's part of our dream, but we also know that we have to step out in faith, Yeah. and that's an act of obedience too. Yeah, and we couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you why, I think spring, summer, like it's just one day I was like, no, I think spring or summer, mm -hmm. and then you, you were like, yeah, spring or summer, that's yeah. it, like it was just like a weird like prompting, like uh, yeah, hey, yeah, I think this time frame. So, more updates to come on that later. Yeah. But I think that pretty much wraps up this episode. Yeah, it and does. what we have for you. So, it was what do we want our marriage to be known for? Right, yeah, the legacy the, of our marriage. Yep. First and foremost, Jesus. Yes, Christ-centered. Yep. Secondly, hospitality. hospitality. Yep. Third, prayer. Prayer. And lastly, dream. Dream. Yeah. Yep. Dream big. Dream big, pray big. There we go. So we are glad that you guys joined us in listening. Keep up the podcast downloads. We do have uh, a few reviews on iTunes. And by reviews, I mean just five-star ratings. Ratings, yeah. But more ratings is cool. Yeah, we'd appreciate it. Yeah. We're not checking it every day or every week, but... I think we've checked it once. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, anyway, so we're going to 
keep up on the series on Legacies next week. Yes. We're talking about Legacy of Family. Yes. And in the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. At, at Woodworker and Wife. You can check out our website and blog where we post you know, different blog posts about recipes and things, as well as our podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. www.woodworkerandwife.com if you have a question or you want to reach out, please send us an email at woodworkerandwife at gmail.com. Or you can message us on one of the social media outlets. Yes. Um, and just tell us what's going on. And So we appreciate you all listening. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>